Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about clarifying my previous podcast that women don't think about sex that much. Um, So... Uh, Well, I mean, I'll just uh, tell you to subscribe first and we could just get into it without the teaser. So subscribe. (laughs) My most recent one is about why it is a big turnoff to your wife if you've just yelled at the kids and uh, she will not have sex with you that night. Or if she does, she will hate herself and you. So don't do that. Don't yell at the kids. I mean, everybody yells at the kids, but at least don't think that she doesn't notice or she doesn't care or something. Even if she yells at the kids, like, obviously, is that a double standard? Sure. But I mean, also, two wrongs don't make a right. So everybody really ought to be trying to stop yelling at the kids, (laughs) which in no way precludes disciplining the kids. Yelling is out of control. Discipline is in control. Anyway, so let's move to clarifying what I meant about the women don't care about the sex life. What I said in the podcast was if women are having an orgasm and the sex life is pretty good, B plus and above, they don't really think that much about the sex life. That's accurate. However, when I thought about it, I thought that maybe there are many women who would be listening and being like, man, if I had an orgasm every time, that would be much improved. And possibly even my husband thinks I have an orgasm every time, but I don't. If you are in this case, then you are certainly going to think about that the sex life is bad more than a woman who is having an orgasm. For a woman, it's um, unfortunately, society uh, has made women think that their pleasure is kind of elusive and so difficult compared to a man's. So if they're having an orgasm, then this is a wonderful scenario and that should be kind of, um, you know, just great. And I mean, honestly, a lot of women then believe this. Okay, I had an orgasm, so it's good. Um, Can a woman's sex life always be better? Yes, but it's very similar to the analogy I made, right? Could your wife always be hotter? Sure, as could you. But does it make a big difference in your attraction level if she, like, you know, um, has 5% more muscle tone? No. So that is more of what I was saying for the woman. However, if you are in a relationship where you're not having an orgasm every time, and even worse, a relationship where you're faking and or have always faked so that your husband doesn't know this, then certainly you are somebody who needs to tell your husband that you're not sexually satisfied. And you shouldn't say it like, I'm not sexually satisfied, like implying that he's doing something wrong because you've also done something wrong by not telling him what he could be doing better. If you're in a situation where you have told him what he could be doing better and he says no, well, then y'all need couples and sex therapy immediately. So one time somebody wrote in that they told their husband how to do foreplay differently and he said, no, that's not right. Well, I mean, (laughs) if you're with somebody like this, then obviously therapy is necessary because he's completely self-centered and unempathic and thinks he knows better than you do about your own body. This is not incredibly uncommon, but it is uncommon in at least the people I see who go to couples counseling, which is already going to make people more open-minded than people who refuse counseling. But if you are in a situation 
where you listen to my podcast and you're like, yeah, right, that I would have an orgasm every time and we have a B-plus sex life or whatever, then you need to tell your husband. It's incumbent upon you to tell your husband, we need to work on our sex life. I actually do not frequently orgasm. If you've never orgasmed, you could say, I don't ever orgasm. And if he says, oh my God, oh my God, I thought you did, you could be like, well, that's my fault, you know, because I've been letting you think that because I kind of find it hard to talk about sex. On one hand, you can be difficult to talk to. On the other hand, I can uh, be terrified, you know, too much of, you know, bad reactions. Takes two to tango. And um, now, though, on a bright note, I would like to work on our sex life. And at that point, you can begin researching more of what you need. And of course, you could start with my first podcast on ways to make highly sensitive women want sex a lot more, which, as I've said, applies to pretty much all women, not just highly sensitive, but many, many, many women. You could take the erotic blueprints quiz. You can Google foreplay techniques. I mean, you could have him read that book, He She Comes First by Ian Kerner, if you're into cunnilingus. Um, you can do a lot of stuff. But um, what you shouldn't do is live your entire life thinking that it is okay to have uh, a non-pleasurable sex life. You should not be doing that. You do not deserve that. That is a big part of who, you know, you are as a person, a sexual entity. We are on this planet on a, in an evolutionary sense to procreate. That is why we have a clitoris to begin with because it makes us want more sex, which makes our species perpetuate. There's no other reason for a woman to have clitoris besides that the pleasure that she gets from sex will give her the uh, drive to have more sex, which in turn will you know, perpetuate our species. So the point that I'm making here is if you're not having a good sex life as a woman, you may tell yourself it's like all fine, whatever, no big deal, but it really may be a bigger deal than you think. And maybe you deserve to be somebody who has a good sex life. Now, why would people think that they don't deserve to have a good sex life? Not that they articulate it this way, but, you know, they don't really push for it. Well, for the same reason that people think they don't deserve other good things, which is usually low self-esteem and being trained in the home that your needs don't matter. If you grow up in a home that is dysfunctional with a parent that is struggling with mental, emotional issues, um, physical issues, addiction issues, depression, anxiety, etc., then through no of their own really they do not uh, give you what you need to grow up you know and a good book on emotional childhood emotional neglect is running on empty by Jonas Webb which I recommend frequently on my blog and this is a good book to read and see if it resonates with you if you're somebody who just doesn't think you deserve good things or that you're just not one of those people that things work out for or you know like some women think they don't really bring a lot to the table with their looks or their personality or their intelligence so, you know, they just kind of, you know, expect that their life's going to be kind of bad and their sex life is really just a same old, same old. It's not really distinguished in any way from the other things that they also don't expect to go well, like a relationship overall, like their parents being nice to them, like uh, friends being nice to them, like anything. So low self-esteem is, um, you know, usually the reason that people end up in all sorts of situations where they don't, you know care or or about 
being happy because they just don't think that it's an option. And obviously, if men are listening to this, men also feel like this. Obviously, low self-esteem is across genders. So if you're a man that was raised to think that you're really not very important because you grew up in a family where you were treated that way, again, not intentionally, very few parents are like sociopathic sadists, but people who were struggling with their own demons and could not give you the childhood that you deserved and the prioritization that you deserved as a child. Um, then, and, and again, this is not like that you should have been the center of the universe, but you um, deserve to have people delight in your presence, at least uh, sometimes, and to meet your basic needs and also, you know, try to make things nice for you as a kid. And if nobody ever really tried to make things nice for you as a kid in any way that their love language was. So, um, like, for example, like there's people that... Um, even their birthday wasn't really very special. It, you know, it was a time to worry if like dad would get drunk or if mom was going to be later resentful about the money that was spent or if anybody was even going to remember, you know? So, and, and, and it doesn't have to be this dramatic either. You could have been somebody that had birthday parties because those were quote unquote normal and your parents did things to image manage in that way. But like nobody ever asked you really about your day or really cared to hear about it or came to your events or, you know, really talk to you on any level. And if you did not ever get treated as a priority, whether you're a man or a woman, then the idea that somebody would care about pleasing you in bed seems crazy. I mean, nobody ever cares about pleasing you anywhere. So of course you don't have an orgasm because you know, why, why would you, why are, why would you be one of those people that gets to have that? You just don't think about yourself like that. For men, it's easier for them to have an orgasm. Uh, the penis is fairly visible as opposed to the clitoris. <laughs> and um, but but you could be a man that thinks why would I deserve to have a woman please me ever why would I deserve to have a good sex life the good sex life that that I could have is just purely pleasing her and then for two seconds you know I, I ejaculate in her and um, a lot of men that I work with struggle with low self-esteem and feel like this that the sex life is just kind of yet another arena where it's all work and where their needs are nowhere to be found. And uh, I always tell them, express this to your wife, you know, because the wife never really understands this. So there's plenty of people, men that are having a sex life where they go down on their wife, the wife has an orgasm, and then they just uh, come as quick as they can, because she doesn't, you know, think that there's much more to be done. And since he's been doing this, and since he comes really quick, she assumes he's really, really excited. Women don't understand that you can be nervous, that leads to premature ejaculation, you know, or you could be physiologically aroused by going down on your partner, but then mentally you still yearn to be close for longer than the time it takes you to have intercourse, especially after all that physiological arousal. And especially if you're nervous, both of which will make things quicker. So there's plenty of women, for example, that are partnered to men who have far lower self-esteem than the woman even realizes. And these men look at sex as a very anxiety-inducing experience that they, they yearn for it, but then when they're in it, they are all about pleasing the woman and because they're scared that if they don't, she won't love them. They barely think she loves them kind of to begin with. And, uh, and then their pleasure is like really beyond secondary. It's like uh, lowest thing on the totem pole. 
And the wife has no idea. She has no idea because in her mind, he initiates sex. He wants sex and he comes quick. Seems like he's happy and excited. You know, seems like everything's going according to plan. Because women know so little about male anatomy, which of course is paralleled by men knowing so little about female anatomy. They, and and drive and, uh, you know, uh, desire, fantasy, all the things that I seek to uh, elucidate for you in this podcast and on my blog. Um, they assume that any sex is good sex. The man is coming quick, so he must be really into it. And that the, it's all about the physical release. Like the man just needs kind of this upkeep, you know, he needs to come. And if he comes, it's all good. He's happy. So obviously I've, um, in many, many articles and podcasts, I've, I've sought to, um, to show how, wrong this is and how inaccurate it is that men are just looking to have a quick orgasm and get off. But um, so so think about how this situation works, though. So it's a low self-esteem male, overestimates what the woman understands and knows about sex and how much she prioritizes learning about it. He assumes that it should be obvious that um, he's not very happy with the encounter because it's so quick for him. It, and in fact, because he's never actually asked her what she thinks, he doesn't know that she assumes he's having a wonderful time. You know, and because of his low self-esteem, he never brings it up. And because she knows nothing about how he feels because he doesn't bring it up and because she doesn't understand about males uh, and how they are in bed, she never brings it up. And the man has 20 years of thinking she doesn't really value me in bed. Uh, this is why you want to go to a couple's therapist that focuses on sex so that a lot of this stuff can be explained. And so then in the inverse, you know, what we originally were talking about, a woman assumes that the man knows that she isn't having an orgasm that he knows that her clitoris is nowhere near where he touches and that he just doesn't care because, um, you know, she's used to relationships where people don't care about her. But he doesn't know shit. How would he know? He's like the blind leading the blind. So he's men have had far, usually, far less experience than the woman assumes. So a man will say, oh, yeah, I slept with, you know, five women. She says, well, shit, I only slept with one man, so he must have loads of experience. He just doesn't really care about getting me off. Meanwhile, four out of these five were a one-night stand where he was drunk. One of them was a six-month girlfriend that was, you know, too anxious to tell him how to please her. So he has a, a body count, as they say, of five. But in reality, he has a, a, a sexual understanding of negatives a million. And so the wife, with her low self-esteem, assumes that he knows that he's not pleasing her and doesn't care. The same as I just described in the other situation. So a low self-esteem person will settle for a shitty sex life because they assume... A, that the partner knows that it's shitty and doesn't care, and B, that this is kind of what they deserve and what they always get from the world. If this is you, therapy can very much help you with low self-esteem. Also, just honestly listening to a lot of my stuff can get you in the mood to uh, start uh, practicing valuing yourself more and being more open about what your needs might be. Exploring more, as I say always with women, reading erotic stories can help you figure out what you like and what turns you on. And um, men usually know what turns them on from porn, which, again, I don't think is very helpful within the context of a relationship with a, with a not wonderful sex life, particularly. And I've talked about that on other podcasts and stuff. But um, and you can start maybe verbalizing, oh, I would like to try this. I would like to try that. I don't actually orgasm or for the man in, in the related situation, I don't actually enjoy the um, couple of minutes that we have sex, you know, after your orgasm. So as, as I've talked about in the other podcasts on oral sex and order of operations, frequently it's a lot better, for example, when the man gets to have his orgasm first. And in the situation of a male who is hell-bent on pleasing the woman, this is not the kind of guy that's going to turn around and go to sleep. 
he's going to he's going to give her an orgasm afterward but then he can at least have the time to enjoy himself without her saying that she's so sensitive and she's not in the mood anymore because she came already so this is just one of my myriad suggestions that I've had in other podcasts. And of course, for the woman, you got to understand how you work. So you have to figure out, how, this is the situation in which I do say masturbation is great. You got, if, if you've never had an orgasm, you've got to figure out how to give yourself one before he's going to have a shot at hell. And if I'm not saying to learn with the vibrator because a vibrator could give, you know, a dead person an orgasm, but to learn how to do it as a human being with your fingers and then he can learn with his fingers, a fellow human being, and then you can be close versus as I've discussed in the podcasts and the posts about vibrators uh, frequently, particularly if there's any shyness about sex, which there frequently is in people with sex issues, then the vibrator becomes kind of a way for the woman to switch it on and just tune the guy out completely. And it does not actually bring them closer. So if you're using a vibrator once in a blue moon as a fun thing, cool. But if it is the only thing that can give you an orgasm, you're not married to it. So we want the person who you want to be ultimately very close to, to be able to do this um, analog as it were. All right. Uh, hopefully you found this interesting and useful. So obviously, um, uh, my, my, my statement still stands that if your wife seems to be enjoying herself in bed, uh, has an orgasm, makes little cute remarks to you sometimes about sex, um, that is really the sum total of what most women want for their sex life within monogamy and having kids. That is the headspace that that is the percent of headspace that they delegate to sex. Oh, is it good? Is it fun? Do I think that like he cares about me? Is my husband somebody that tries to please me and that frequently I get off? Cool. Great. Most women are not saying, does he create a dungeon replete with a variety of sex toys and push me beyond my sexual limits into my wildest fantasies? This shit you could find on porn. This is not your average mom of two kids going to carpool. Like, she feels cute and sexy if you guys had sex that week. She feels, oh, good. Like, our relationship is closed. I had an orgasm. So many women don't. Cool. That's like what your 50th percentile woman thinks, the average woman with average caring about sex. Your wife is more average than you think in this domain. If any, and in the inverse, your husband is also more average than you think. 60% is, what is it, 64, 67, where's my stats people, are within the first standard deviation from the mean and thereby considered fairly average. Most people definitionally, shouldn't have to say this, are average. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm talking, I'm talking for people within, usually within the first, you know, the plus minus one standard deviation from the mean in normal. So the stuff I'm saying probably applies, you know, so if you think, no, my wife is the only one that sits there yearning and yearning for more orgasms. This is another one I get. I mean, I'm over time, but just for the hell of it. If you're thinking your wife's the only one who isn't having multiple orgasms, man, get off of Pornhub. Get off today because no, just because like a, a woman physiologically can have multiple orgasms does not mean that the vast majority of women do or even want to within an average encounter. The average encounter is like, for most people, far 
too uh, short in, in time for them to barely even eke out, you know, uh, one orgasm. If they do, they're happy. And then the alarm goes off and they have to get up or the kid cries or they're, they, they have to go to sleep because they wake up the next day with the baby or the kid or what have you. So, yeah, if you're on vacation in Jamaica, whatever, you're having fun, you want to, like, go down on her again and again. I'm sure that she'll entertain that. But generally speaking, and this is for the average woman's libido, the average situation, not like some, you know, a woman who's in a hypersexual episode of or ovulating or ovulating and you just proposed that morning. And so, you know, she's looking at you like you're like the king of all things. The average woman, the average situation is going to be happy to have one orgasm in an encounter unless she's somebody who has easily multiple orgasms, which she will be before. Before you come on to the scene, remember, you know, this idea of a man opening up the sexual world of a woman is some shit out of porn. Women that think that much about sex have really had it before they met you. And they they know how to get a couple of orgasms in out of the encounter. It has much less to do with you than you think. The, the more experience a woman has had and the more into sex she is, the more she can tell you what to do. You know, if your wife doesn't really know much about sex, doesn't really care much about sex, and she's in this average um, group of women where one orgasm is going to make her smile and think that you guys are close and happy, then get off her ass literally with trying to force her to have multiple orgasms. I have heard this too much now. Where like the woman's already having her orgasm, she's happy, but then in comes the man and his ego and he says, no, she's got to have a whole bunch of them. Oh my God, calm down, right? And I mean, if you're so into this shit, there's a book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man, focus on yourself, don't project she's fine. She wants to have multiple orgasms. She'll tell you. She'll in fact probably play you this portion of my podcast. But (laughs) leave her alone if she doesn't want to. Everybody has, you know, like their own limits. (laughs) Like, you know, seriously. And this is one where I think that guys think that this shit happens like all the time and they become like obsessed, especially if they watch too much porn with the idea of the woman having all these orgasms and squirting and oh my God, we got to put down like, I don't even know what, three shower curtains on the bed. This is not average aim for an average happy woman do not aim for what it would be like to take jenna jameson to bed just stop okay and on that note i will sign off and uh hope y'all have a great day bye-bye